Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. Hello, you're listening to the Italian Wine Podcast with Monty Walden. Today's guest is Andrea Pieropan of the Pieropan Winery in Suave in the Veneto region of North East Italy. Welcome, Andrea. Ciao a tutti. So you took over from your father, who was called Nino, and he was renowned for his attention to detail. Franco Allegrini once said that if Nino hadn't been a winemaker, he would have been a watchmaker, as he was so meticulous in his attention to detail. How much of a tough act was that to follow? This is a very hard question. I mean, it is. Uh, it has been very hard for me, for my brother Dario, to get in uh, in this family business because my father is, is, as you say, very, very meticulous, very precise in the in the job. So, and uh, he obviously wants from uh, them son the same uh, type of uh, philosophy and the same type of uh, character. On a day-to-day basis, how does that work in terms of precision, in terms of the, the, the management of the vineyards or the, the winemaking, the bottling, the labeling, the marketing? Me, I'm agronomist. I mean, I, I'm also winemaker because I've done the winemaking school in San Michele Ladige near Trento. But after this study, I've done the Agricultural Science University and I became agronomist in the 2003. My brother Dario is also winemaker, graduating in a different uh, school in the Udine University. We run together this family business. We still have the big high on the top. That is my father that is going to be 70 years old, but he's still full-time involved in this business. But technically, Dario look after the vinification and the winemaking process, and I take care more about the vineyards. So how long has your family, the Pieropan family, been making wine in the Suave region? The family business started with Leonildo Pieropan on 1880s in Suave. He was a surgeon, but he left uh, immediately the job because it becomes scary about the blood, which doesn't work at all if you want to be surgeon. He didn't like, he was, so he was scared of blood, was he? Yeah, exactly. And probably this is one of the reasons because he decided also to make white wine instead of red wine at the beginning, because uh, that was obviously <laughs> a, a joke, but uh, was what it happened. And because uh, he had got a couple of hectares of vineyards in the Calvarinos area, started to make wine, and in particularly the sweet wine, the Recioto di Suave. And your company, your, your family was the first to bottle a wine with the name Suave on the label in the early 1930s, is that correct? Yeah, definitely one of the first and for sure the first uh, Suave's uh, finest producer because at that time uh, was not so easy to get uh, fine wines from my areas. So when you, when you mean fine wine, what do you mean by that? You mean a wine that's put in bottle and that can age? Yeah, a wine uh, coming from an project uh, from the vineyard to make uh, quality in the bottle. Okay. So what you, um, your company or your family has always been the pioneers of making single vineyard suave. So that means a suave white wine with the name of the particular vineyard those grapes came from. And you, one of your most famous wines is Calvarino. Yeah, you're right. I mean, my father has spent all his life uh, to get to the center of uh, our business in the vineyard. And uh, this is um, confirmed uh, from the idea, like a pioneerist idea, in 1971 when he born, uh, he created the Calvarinos Vineyard in a period where no one was trying to do an, a single vineyard for my area. And also the concept about single vineyard was very rare. Basically, at that time, Suave was very much a sort of bulk white wine, right? Yeah, during those years, uh, Suave was a uh, white wine bought it and commercialized the first January half the, after the harvest. At the same time, in 1971 and later in 1978, when he created the second single vineyard, La Roca, he decided to commercialize the, the, the two white wine 
obtained from those uh, specific terroir one year later, which was something completely new for the for the contest and for the time. So the pioneering spirit that your family has does that weigh heavily on your on your shoulders that responsibility. My father had got. Uh, always in a character very independent. Fortunately, he never looked at the trend or what was going on outside. He was very open-minded and very free in the approach, and that permitted him to work without stereotype. And then he did something completely new for the period. So you're talking about single vineyard wines and things like that? Yeah, I'm talking about single vineyard, I'm talking about uh, the big challenging of La Roca, indigenous variety, Garganega. That's the grape that Suave is made from, right? Exactly. And uh, La Roca, what's La Roca? It was La Roca. Another single vineyard? Yeah, another single vineyard, where this is, is even more pioneeristic than Calvarino, because 100% La Roca, uh, 100% Garganega grapes, uh, picked very late, uh, the juice is fermented and aged in the barrel, released one year later, in a period where no one was using any oak in the in the area, my father was doing. So what you're saying is at that time it was very much, Suave was very much high yield, bottle it as quick as you can, sell it as quick as you can, don't waste time or money faffing around with oak barrels or single vineyards or special selection, just we say pilot high and sell it cheap. Yes, because the, the, the concept that we have now about quality wine was very different than what was at the end of the 70s. At the end of the 70s, and a good wine was a wine that doesn't make any problem in terms of healthiness. That was the idea about good wine. So you mean like a standardized product, a little bit like a Coca-Cola, right? Exactly. Standard, filtrated, uh, if you want, very impersonal, but safe. What is it like working in Suave and making and putting all this effort into your white wines, right? And incurring costs and producing incredible quality wines. And then other regions, for example, say Collio, get twice as much for their wines and possibly aren't quite as complex. Um, how, how does that feel in the market? Do you think you get rewarded by the market for the work you put in? Or is it difficult because it's a suave? People think, oh, suave, it's a cheap white wine. Why would I want to pay, say, 30 euros for a bottle of single vineyard suave from, from the Pieropan family? This is very a wonderful question. <laughs> and uh, in this question, there is uh, probably 50 years of uh, vintages of my father. Yeah, you're right. I mean, uh, the frustration has been big huge because uh, making this sometimes uh, even more quality than more famous area than mine for my father but uh, see that the market uh, many times didn't uh, get the same feedback just because you are called suave was very frustrated for my father we have attempted just to take the word suave off the label just call it super duper italian white wine incredible white wine the greatest white wine on the planet and hype it up a little bit i would be very polite my family uh, not my actual family because now i'm married with a wonderful wife and two, three kids but uh, my father's family we are four people me my father my brother and my mother we discussed a long 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 times this this uh, this argument uh, because uh, fortunately and unfortunately we are just four many times when we get the votes we we was a two against two and then we didn't change it in the opposite probably now we were talking about another story yeah so you probably need an odd number of family members like five people or three people 
For sure. Even one uh, one more probably will be change completely the story of Piero Pan. Isn't one of the problems with Suave, even in Italy, people see it in Italy as a wine that can never be really complex. I remember doing a tasting for a well-known wine magazine and having a really fantastic Italian winemaker standing next to me who's from the Suave region. And we were talking about the Garganega grape, which is the main grape that's going into Suave. And his view was, oh, it's not a particularly interesting grape variety. Almost, I almost dug a hole for myself. I mean, how frustrating must that be for you? As you can see also in, uh, this year in the Opera wine, there are already four Suave's producers representing one of the top 100 wines. So it's, it's a good numbers. But as you say, if you get in the market, uh, the perception of Suave is very low. Do you think things are changing for the good then, Suave, with a move to recognizing some of these single vineyards, building on the work that your family has done for generations, saying, actually, this Suave from this particular field or vineyard tastes different to the one next door because it's a different soil. And it's fascinating. Uh, it should be fascinating for consumers to notice these differences and show that Suave is every bit as complex as, say, Bordeaux or Burgundy. Do you not think things are changing? Honestly, we stopped it to be a dreamers <laughs> and uh, we don't see Anna significantly changing. What we can do is continuous to make quality, continuous to, to try to show the people that at least there are another type of suave, which has nothing less than great, the greatest expression of the white wine from Italy and not only from Italy. Well, another thing that's interesting about your winery, and there are so many things that we could talk about, but you actually make your wines in the center of the historic town of Suave. That can't be easy for you. What are the challenges that you face uh, by actually being right in the middle of the town? The challenging has already started because Piropan has started to make a new winery, one kilometer far from the center. It will be in a wonderful winery completely integrated in a, in a green area of Suave Classico. And this is, uh, was necessary because, uh, as you say, in the center is very nice, but very also very difficult to work. And uh, this is where the, will be in a winery very uh, new in terms of uh, contest because we'll use uh, a lot of um, organic process in terms of light, green. An eco-friendly winery, basically. Yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah. In terms of light consuming, energy consuming, and also green part. Yeah, we could always power you up to the electricity system when we get you on the subject of uh, Suave being undervalued. All the energy that you release when you, when you answer the question, you could power several villages with that um what what apart from your new winery what does the future hold do you think for suave in general and the piero pan winery in particular it's difficult to to see and a better future for suave in an early future for my side uh, we obviously can continue is because the brand of piero pan uh, is uh, fortunately stronger than the appellation and then the people uh, like it uh, and continues to be our lovers, uh, not because the, the appellation, but because the, the brand. Today we show La Roca 2007. It could be banal if you want, but uh, it's 10 years older. If uh, we, we think like uh, mostly of the massive uh, people, uh, Suave 10 years old doesn't work, then I can show you in the glass and see that we're talking about another story. So I'll ask you one more question. When, you, when you're sitting down, uh, maybe just with your own family, rather than with the family in general, and you pick up an old bottle of wine that your father or grandfather made, do you get quite emotional? Yeah, even yesterday we opened it at 96 uh, La Roca and it was gorgeous. And uh, what what I, I do in my mind when we open an old bottle is uh, comparing the age passed with the age of the person, the people. And uh, when you open a bottle that has 20 years old and you try to think uh, how many things did you do in your life in those 20 years is amazing think that this bottle can be open and still get an, an, a great emotion huh? because at the end the wine is emotion 
and then in your mind see how many things you have seen and done it in 20 years uh, it makes uh, this glass in my mind uh, wonderful yeah it's amazing also to hear you talk about um, a, a suave that is 20 years old and still probably quite young and it's just a question of making people believe that you're not off with the fairies that you are uh, speaking truth and that these wines really can age i mean they're just so um, complex and so underrated suave it's um it's mind-boggling for me that it's not more valued in the market, um, but you are a beacon of uh, light and success and quality. So it's a real pleasure for me to meet you. Me uh, too. Yeah, next time we see each other, we'll be out of this uh, studio and we'll have a nice glass of one of your single vineyards. Always. Next time I want to show you the single vineyard, the terroir, and open a bottle in a very relaxed way. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for coming in today. It's been, um, been a great interview. Grazie. Grazie a tutti. Follow us at Italian Wine Podcast on Facebook.